Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Hello and welcome to another Irishman running abroad with Sonny O'Sullivan and me, Charlotte Regan. Whether you're a couch to 5k person, newly arrived on the running scene or a seasoned club runner, the chances are you're getting something wrong when it comes to your recovery. Irish athletics phenomenon, legend and former world champion Sonia Sullivan is here as always to answer my dumb questions and explain why improving how well your body restores itself before your next run is just as important as the run itself. I have a little bit of big news I need to drop really early here, Sonia. Um, my Christmas cards are out. I know people will be like, it's too soon. It's not. You need to get the Christmas cards ordered from jigzer.com. Every year since about 2006, I've been creating alternative Christmas cards, let's call them. They're a little bit uh, cheeky, a little bit on the dark side. Jigzer.com. Go over there and have a look. There's 10 available every year and last year's pack and this year's pack are obviously reflecting the new world order that we're living in. You won't find Christmas cards like this anywhere else. We usually ship everywhere in the world, but thanks to Boris Johnson and Brexit this year, they're only available in Ireland from Jigzer.com. Well, Sonia, we're going to get a look at the kind of general principles everyone should know about recovery. We'll look at a few mistakes that everyone seems to make when recovering. Maybe we can have time to look at a bunch of myths and fake facts around it. And hopefully, if we have time over in the Patreon extended cut of this episode, we'll get your pro tips, the stuff that's happening at Nike HQ that we don't know about, that us uh, regular humans could incorporate in our running. Well, speaking of that uh, running pattern, this whole topic is brought up by my own running this weekend where I completely overdid it. I say this weekend, but it's obviously a cumulative thing. I just completely drained the tank on Saturday and by the end of the run, I, I just felt so fried mentally as well as physically. I was just like, how have I let this happen? Tell me this isn't a rare phenomenon, Tanya. Does this happen? Have you had this feeling of you're, you're feeling great and then suddenly, boom, I, I've got nothing? Yeah, you're right there. And and it, it's good that you're kind of observing this, you know, that it's an accumulation of stuff and it's not any one thing. And the thing is, I suppose, the better you get at running, the more you run, the better you feel, the more you do. And then, you know, you kind of think, oh, this is great. I'm feeling fantastic. But eventually it does all catch up to you. And I suppose what we're going to try and do today is we'll talk about recovery tips and different methods of recovery and, you know, I was thinking about this last night and I tried to break it down into like your physical recovery, your mental recovery, and then your nutritional recovery. So there's a few different mm. kind of areas that we need to tap into and to use it. But I suppose what we really need to learn from this is that you try not to get yourself into such a hole <laughs> that you have to dig yourself out. Yeah. And again. I think you spotted and this on so, Tuesday, didn't you? That. I was maxing it out at the track session. So Tina, unfortunately, has had to, my wife, uh, who is in the vulnerable category, has had to step away from her job in the local nursery school 
just while the numbers are as crazy as they are, infection rates are massively high. So I was lucky enough to have her on my shoulder all week watching the training and doing the stopwatch all week. But you twigged this on Tuesday, Sonia, that I was, I guess I am audience driven. (laughs) I was definitely trying to show her how (laughs) fast I am. Uh, You set me the time was at 3.45 for two laps of the track. Uh, or was 3.30 it, no, it was. It was 3.30. You were, you were panicking. Yeah, yeah. so I was... You t- thought it was kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came down like a bat out of hell and tried to hammer it every single lap. And you spotted on the final lap. I completely, you know, conked and, uh, you know, dropped by another 30 seconds onto my time when clearly I had done what was going to be the story of the whole week of just pushing it too hard and then arriving at at nothing. And I guess that was ringing in my ears. This kind of, I don't know, do you call it showing off? What what would you call it when you see it among athletes that you're coaching where you can feel, oh, there's cameras down here or they're they're raising their game unnecessarily and kind of veering off the path of what's been asked? Well, it's not always unnecessarily. I mean, you need it every now and then. And it's a thing, you know, it's great like when you have professional athletes and they have coaches around them all the time they can kind of get used to that and you know so when you get used to it then it doesn't change anything when you turn up for training whereas I think when you add a new something new to the training session so I know Nick would often do this with his athletes in Australia and he kind of bring along some a new another person you know somebody who you know enjoys the athletics mm. It could be like some old retired friend who, you know, has been involved in athletics. Someone like previously it would have been Murray Plant would have been the big one to come down because he was a massive big sports agent and he'd bring him along or um, this other fellow called John Tolman would come down. Real old guy, but big into sports and understanding it. And, and you know, the athletes all of a sudden, they feel like they have a bit of an audience because mm. there's someone down there who's interested in it and who understands the sport. And so all of a sudden you need to impress, I suppose, and show them, well, this is where we're at now. You know, you're from way back when. And look how good we are now. Look what we're doing here now. We can, we do much better sessions. Yeah. And so it's good to do that every now and then, but not all the time. Yeah, well, let me, do, let me just jump in there that. for a second, because it, uh, Tina was definitely my Murray plant this week uh, in that I think she didn't know that I could move this fast. <laughs> she said to me, I should send a video of this to my mother because she thinks you're the slowest moving human being on Earth. She's described me moving <laughs> like treacle. And I, I, I'd I, had it in my head that I was going to show her and she was on the bike for all of the runs, Sonia. And this is the, the other thing that I do need to mention was that when she'd be cycling in front of me on the bike, uh, she would be making out to strangers passing the other way that I was a a freak chasing her on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to play your role too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when I was running in front of the bike, I did the same thing to the strangers passing by saying, I don't know this woman on the bicycle. She's chasing me. Can you please make it stop? But the cumulative effect was that all of the runs done this week were too fast. And when I go back through it, it was, as you've said time and time again, the easy days have to be easy. The hard days have to be hard. Felt like I did five hard days. 
and you're the only one who can control that. Like if I'm out there, like if I turn up on the the pat the bike path out there one day, like you know the the Garda with the speed camera, <laughs> and and you say, hey, but you know I'm just trying to impress here. <laughs> like yeah, but you're breaking the speed limit. <laughs> I don't care who you're trying to impress. Yeah, who's driving the car exactly? <laughs> yeah, so you know there is you say that. And the thing is that you feel better because all of a sudden you're being observed. But you can feel even better if you just slow down and have a chat. It should be mm. the easiest thing ever, like going out for a walk. Yeah. And that's what happens, too, when you meet up with somebody for a run. And if you're having a chat while you're running around, oftentimes when you're talking, you run as fast as you're talking. So if you get excited about stuff, you run faster. And, you know, the run is over before you know it you've run faster than you ever thought because you're with somebody and it just depends on how you recover from that so it's not always a bad thing Mm. because if you acknowledge that it's a bit of a harder run than you would normally do by yourself and you straight away start implementing little recovery tricks like making sure you get enough sleep that's the number one for everything yeah well get enough sleep let's start there because Really, there are going to be people listening to this who go, "Ah, oh, sure, I don't need recovery. Sure, I don't run that hard that I'm always easy running. And I, I've read this in multiple places that this is the first stigma that you need to break around this as a coach, that you do need some form of recovery. And the most basic form that's nearly imposed by nature is sleep itself. And there again, when I clocked the hours that I are monitored on my Apple Watch. My sleep was way behind when I went back through it to try and columbo out why this happened. The The most basic parts on you, correct me if I'm wrong, is getting the should I. Yeah, I think that's the number one recovery. And I asked a few people last night, you know, what's your top three tips for recovery? Because I made all my notes and everything. And then I wanted to, you know, you need a little bit of confirmation or hmm. someone to agree with you without saying anything. <laughs> And the one like I got back from, I went tr- to Trevor. Trevor, he's always a good one. For yeah. the, Trevor, come know, and quest- shout out Trevor. With a good answer. And number one was sleep. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, there you go. And that was the first thing I wrote down as well. So I think, and that was the first thing you said to me this morning yeah. was sleep. So I think we're all in agreement there that that is really, really important. Well, and can I jump in? Because the the sleep, the sleep is such a simple thing it's such a simple term it's such a simple thing to say but I have had massive sleep issues over the years I went through a few years to be perfectly honest with you Sonia where I didn't sleep I like I honestly never got achieved deep sleep and there will be people people, people going to this oh is sleep the answer is it well I have these kids that wake up constantly through the night I mean what do you say to people that are recognize that sleep is the thing they need but are having trouble with that yeah I mean I think you just have to make a big effort to get as much sleep as you can and I mean I suppose the the big thing that people can do is go to bed earlier Mm. and like I would be the worst culprit in this of not going to bed early I am so bad like even yesterday I mean I was quite tired myself after I had a bit of a, a big weekend of running an activity and then I had nothing to do really last night. So, and I didn't turn on the television, so I wasn't watching anything. I thought, right, I can go to bed early here now. 
but you know, it was still, it was getting close to midnight by the time I got to bed. <laughs> and it's like the time, I think, I think I can go to bed at 10 o'clock, but then the time between 10 and 12, I don't know what happens in there, but it just, it's like fast forward. It goes by really quickly. And completely. all of a sudden, I think your brain, depending on the type of person you are, your brain can become much more active. And all of a sudden you find things like I was just about to go to bed and I found that video I sent you last night about Seb Coe and he's training. <laughs> yeah. And I see something like that and I kind of think, oh, this is this is like part of my job. This is what I need. This is important. <laughs> this is not just like, you know, playing around on the Internet. This is it's, I need to see this. <laughs> oh, completely. I mean, it's all it's all research. I will put the Seb Coe video in the illustrated notes, which I should remind you are, exclu- are exclusive to our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Illustrated notes to go with every single episode of our Sonia Sullivan Irishman running abroad podcast. So we include a bunch of links in there with loads more info on what we're discussing. And the sleep thing, I mean, we could do a whole episode on it. I've taken valerian root. I've taken melatonin when I when I could get it. What have you taken in the past that's helped you? Yeah, I'm similar. I would be definitely on the, the melatonin is a big, big one for me. And I have to go and I'll have to go and do a restock here now before I I head out of here in December, because America is the only place that I know where mm. you can actually get melatonin. It's like anywhere else in the world. It's, I don't know. For some reason, it's banned. Maybe they need more sleep over here. <laughs> I don't know, but it is <laughs> like it is a wonder. Calms down a bit more. It's a it's a natural occurring substance, uh, and it's an absolute wonder pill for sleep. I've never had sleep like it, having taken it. But it does exist in bananas. Uh, so one of the foods that I've found when I haven't had melatonin that helped me was banana. So that's a that's a jarlath tip of the week there. I don't know if if you've ever substituted it with bananas or are they too high in sugar to take going to bed for you? No, no, I would have bananas. Sometimes if I woke up in the middle of the night, I might come down and have half a banana and go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that'll, that'll strike me. There's no Bananas cure everything. They definitely are a cure-all for, for running, but like that, that's the... You know, that's that's the first big pillar, right? Sleep. I sent you a, a blog post there from somebody who is suggesting that there's way too much made of these recovery runs. Are they the next pillar in this? And is there anything to be said for what was contained within that blog, which was basically going, if you don't do your recovery run soon enough, it's a waste of time. Well, I think recovery run is just a name that we give a run to try and slow it down. Mm. Um, you know, if you went specifically to recovery, it's really just the, the warm down jog that you do after a hard session, after a race. Like oftentimes people will run a race and they'll forget that, you know, they've been going, you know, as hard as they can right through the finish line, then stop dead and then just walk away. Whereas that's when you need to start, you know, getting a little bit of a jog going. And it doesn't have to be that much. It can be like five or 10 minutes. And it's just a little bit of quiet time to yourself as well to get that in early. And then you run the next day. It's not technically a recovery run. It would be more like a easy run. And it's just to get the word. The words can get confused at times, I think, with the active recovery that we tend to do. And 
you know, sometimes you think if you're going to have an active recovery day, and I, I'll be having one of them myself now today, a Monday, I love it, you know, when you kind of don't have that pressure to get a run in because when you do a run, it's just so much more involved with it. With like, you know, you, you're going to sweat more. So you definitely need to get a shower. You need to bring all your stuff with you so you can get a shower if you're going to stay out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Whereas if you go to the gym, it's not as, you know, you don't sweat so much in the gym. I don't anyway, because I just, I just do easy do your, stuff in there. Do your chin-ups. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I, I'm not like, yeah, I mean, I do stuff that you get warm and, you know, but you're not sweating like you're running that you actually have to get a shower because you're going to be cold. Mm. So I can kind of take my time and, I don't know, the urgency isn't the same as when you do a run that, it takes more out of you a run, where the gym session doesn't. It's much more loungy. And the, and I always feel that the day is just more wide open without the, the on one of those days. But it does bring us to that question of what you are doing there, which is the recovery routine. Now, everywhere I turned and again, I'll post the links that I found to these recovery routines, which are a selection of exercises that people recommend you do on that down day. Do you have a Sonia Sullivan specific one of those? Has that changed over the years? Are you a big believer in this or can you achieve the same kind of thing through a walk with the dog? Yeah, it takes a while to kind of accept a recovery day for what it is, I think, and to go for a walk with the dog and to kind of accept that that's your level of activity for the day mm. and for many people that's their only activity every day so you know you're just coming down a level and you're just giving your body time to recover and to operate at a normal level rather than always being trying to be upbeat and tempo and you know always trying to get your heart rate up and that's the thing is you're kind of keeping your heart rate down for the day and like one of the things that I would do, and I'm going to go and do this now today, is some stretching. And we talk about this all the time. And every time we talk about it, you say to me, can you send me that stretching poster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh. then I have to go but filing through there, <laughs> like those gifts that you send me. I'm flying down. Where is it? Where is it? I know it's here somewhere. And I, I find that really good. And it's just something that I suppose in a way I could be doing it all the time and regularly. And when you don't and you put it off, then you need it more than ever. So you mm. try and bring it back into the daily routine. So a little bit of stretching. Yoga is really good. Now, it's yoga is one of those things that you kind of have to get into a routine and a habit of it, because when you don't do it for a while, it can be quite sore. And so I kind of think if you can go to a class, great. But if you've been to a few classes and you kind of know all the moves and you're pretty you know, confident in what you're doing, you can very easily do like a YouTube video. We did one here the other night. Coco came over. She's big into her yoga at the moment. And she had this one on YouTube. She said, oh, this one is very good. It's very good. But of course, it was in German. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't much use to me because I can, you know, you can look at the screen. But then every time you're looking at the screen, you're moving your head. So then you're getting out of position. Yeah. And I include I actually included a couple of yoga links uh, specifically for runners. Uh, yeah, did you get the running with Adrienne, I think it was? Yes, that's quite a good and, one. and I mean, that's yeah. a good starting point. But I found a mm -hmm. couple that were like 45 minutes at length. And I kind of feel like 
you know, yoga with Adrienne is, you know, the free stuff is essentially what she's put up on YouTube. But you need a good 40 to 45 to feel the real benefits of the thing and to get a good Shavasana going at the end. I should give a massive shout out to my sister here, Cara Egan, who is a yoga teacher, does all the online stuff. I can't believe I didn't mention it last week, but she provides amazing classes online and has done so all across lockdown. So with her husband being the Simon Egan of the bulging eyeballs uh, <laughs> rehydration process after his runs, he, uh, he he swears by it and I will include those links as well. So Coco brings this video, brings this YouTube link over. Can you provide us with that link or give us a sense of what's involved and what like what you got from it? Like, would it be something that we could all do? You want to do some German yoga? Ch- German, German yoga, please. <laughs> I mean, it was just a normal, you know, it was it was just a nice one. Right. You know, it was a good, I mean, I think that's the thing is, I mean, it's better in English because then you don't have to be looking at the TV. You can yeah. just listen. But it um, wasn't knocking the head off you. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy stretchy. No, no, no. It was just nice and easy one. And I think that's the thing is, I think you just have to try lots of different ones and find one that you like right. and one that suits what you're able to do. Okay. Well, after um, the break, so, I think we're going to have to get into what you mentioned at the very start, which is the nutrition and the kind of hacks of this, because recovery is something that, you know, you can you can easily Google running recovery. But of course, it's the it's the hacks, the you know, the cheat codes, the stuff that the pros are doing that we don't know about that we get from Sonia Sullivan every single week. Before we go, Sonia, we'll obviously get a tip of the week from you, which you've clearly prepared, you know, overnight. <laughs> And are not panicking. You set me up for this every time. (laughs) Every single week. Every single week I say tip of the week. And I can feel the intake of breath on the end of the phone. Um, I've got one this week, actually. She's she's got one ready to go. Well, I will give a big big shout out to everybody who got in touch this week on our Strava group. Strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash Irishman running abroad. We'd love you to sign up. If you listen to the show, you will appreciate the level of support and positivity that's in this group, which I have to say has carried me at times when my running has been hard. Head over there and join up because this week we have a kind of virtual group meetup event as part of the Run in the Dark for the Mark Pollock Trust. We will be doing that as a group all across the world. Thousands of Irishmen running abroad listeners will be doing that, lighting it up with myself and Sonia this Wednesday, November 17th, wherever you are. Go and do it and join up and post your photos. But now, Sonia, your tip of the week. Tip of the week, tip of the week. Tip of the week, tip of the week. Tip of the week, tip of the week. It's Sonia's tip of the week. Okay, well, after a little bit of research last night, and you know when you're doing research and you find these things and you think, oh yeah, I've heard that. I've tried that. I know that works. Yeah. So I fell back upon something that pops up every now and then. And I'm actually going to the shop today now myself to get this because it came up on the recovery section loads of times was tart cherry juice. It says, have you heard of this? I have never heard of it. Tart cherry juice. T-A-R-T. Tart as in like tart. Tart means like kind of bitter. Bitter, I think. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. And then so it's not sweetened cherry juice. You have to go to the 
Holland and Barrett or the health shop, I think, to get the proper stuff. Or maybe even online, you can get specific ones that are for recovery from training. And it says, if you have this tart cherry juice after training, it can help to reduce inflammation, muscle damage, and soreness. Now, I, I have taken this in the past, and I go through, like everything, I go through phases of these things. And, you know, when you think something works, then often it does. So I think that's going to be my, my thing for the next couple of weeks. I'll give it a go, see how it works. And there's a version know. of it as well that's that's supposed to be very good for helping you with your sleep. Okay. So it's a bit of a double whammy here. So we got recovery from the, the hard training and the muscle damage, and then also to help you to sleep. So I think you do have to look at the ingredients and make sure there's no kind of caffeine or B12 or any of these kind of high energy things in there. Hmm. That may not be good for sleep. Um, and I think there is versions of cherry juice you can get that will, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of on the side, they're for helping you to sleep. And then there's ones for recovery, so there's different types. All right, well, I'm looking at one here in Holland and Barrett for thirteen ninety nine. Optima Healthcare Natural Choice Black Cherry Concentrate Sour Cherry Juice. And the reviews are mad to hear it, that people saying... This does help me sleep. Also helps my shoulder pain. Doesn't cure it, but helps it. I mean, these are obviously subjective uh, reviews, but it's mainly got uh, five-star reviews from people claiming it's helping with their arthritis, even gout and anti-inflammatory uh, qualities. So I'll check it out this week. I'll give it a go. If you if you have something that you think we need to know about, it's easy to contact myself and Sonia. We read every single email and do our damnedest to get back to absolutely everybody. Irishmanabroadpodcast at gmail.com is the way to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Jigsaw.ie are my chosen charity partner. That's the charity that I've been running 2,000 kilometres in a year for. Now, I'm probably going to not going to hit my target of doing it in January due to the two-month layoff I had due to injury, but I will get there. And you can support me at idonate.ie. I'd love if you joined up and came along. A lot of people running miles for the mental health charity jigsaw.ie let us know about your journey and uh, you can come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad and hear the rest of my conversation with Sonia with the uh, with the recovery hacks and nutritional advice you will need in your life Sonia thanks so much for this first half of the show one of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically you know exercise wise Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 